Welcome to a very special instalment of the Switched On Spotlights with me, your host, Samarana. For Learning at Work Week 2023, we're bringing you bonus spotlight episodes. These are your colleague-focused and bite-sized podcasts, and they're going to be centred all around how we can create the future. Did you know that you can find us over on Spotify? So if you prefer to listen on the move, just search for Switched On. Today, I'm joined by Leela Chriscan, who joined BT back in 2017 and has been on quite the journey. She is now firmly settled and most importantly happy as a major incident and improvement manager. During the day, she's managing high priority incidents for customers and outside, she's fighting people. These are her words, not mine, as she practices kendo. In this conversation, we chat through how Leela recognised it was time to make a change to her role at BT and how she went about doing so. Happy listening. Hi, Leela. Welcome to the Switched On Spotlights. We're doing a very special edition of these spotlights. So I'm really, really happy to have you on the podcast today. How are you? Hi, Sarah. Thank you so much for having me. I'm doing very well. Thank you. I hope you are good as well. Yes, I am. I'm so excited for our conversation today. Um, You know that I came across your story on our working lives on the BT internet. I thought Lena is just the person I want to talk to in Learning at Work Week because we're going to have a little chat today about your journey at BT really. So you've been at BT for quite some time and I'll let you tell us a little bit more about that. But what we're specifically going to be looking at is how you upskilled yourself from early 2021, moved through a few different roles and are now in a much happier, more comfortable position in the role that you're currently in. So do you want to tell me a little bit about kind of what early 2021 looked like for you, what role you're in, and obviously where you now sit? Yeah, absolutely. Actually, my story kind of starts around 2020 instead of uh, 2021. But uh, I was uh, a team coordinator at the event team at the time. And I was also within a leadership program uh, at the time. And uh, because I I was identified as a a potential future leader. So it it was like a really exciting uh, training uh, experience. And during that uh, leadership training, there was like a coaching session. And I'm not sure if you have heard about Simon Sinek's Golden Circle. Yes, I have. I'm a fan of Simon Sinek, absolutely. Yeah, so on that session, our task was to find our why. Because, you know, Simon Sinek's Golden Circle is that, okay, like everyone knows what they do. Some people know how they do it, but there are actually only a few people who knows like why they do it Mm. and our task was to find our why and after like half an hour with uh, with the coach I couldn't find my why Mm. um it it was a sad feeling uh to to be fair but um, the coach suggested for me is to to have a talk with my manager Okay. And uh, that is when I had to realize and that is when I faced the reality that Mm. I'm burnt out and it was possibly time to change something. Mm. So what were some of those questions when you had that coaching session and you were looking at finding your why, potentially ones that you couldn't answer um, or you were finding difficult? Um, When we're thinking about finding your why, that might be quite useful for colleagues listening to consider. Hmm. 
it's been if a you while. can cast your mind back. Yeah, it, it's been a while. <laughs> to be fair, I I thought that I had a why, like. Mm okay, I, I'm doing this role because I like helping people or because I I like providing uh, the, the best support for the customers. I like their feedback and things like that. And I thought that this was a good enough answer, uh, but in a way that didn't... Uh, how should I put it? It, uh, it didn't really come from a me focused mm. uh, perspective so so that's if if your why isn't coming centered around you then probably mm. that is not your why so that, mm. that's... that that's really interesting because I think I guess what you're saying is there's the impact of a role but that's not your why so the yes. impact that you were having on people um was great was positive you're supporting the business but actually did that mean something to you and when you're leaving your day to day, were you feeling positive, happy, and that you had actually made an impact as an individual? So you'd got to the point, therefore, that you're feeling quite burnt out. What were some of those next steps that you took to say, do you know what, I'm not happy with the situation that I'm in. It is sad that I can't seem to grasp what my what my why is. What was that journey to them finding, finding your why? Well, I did take the coach's advice and I had a chat with my manager. And uh, I, I told him honestly that I'm feeling stuck. I'm feeling mm-hmm. unmotivated. And um, he he did try to get me to answer like what my needs are or how he could support me to move me out of this position. Mm-hmm. And I really wasn't sure at the time. This is all I could kept saying is that I, I don't know. I'm unmotivated. I'm stuck. I don't know what mm-hmm. to do. So he was like, okay, why don't we do this? Let's focus on training. So you go to the trainings page, see what's out there, see what's available, and just look for anything and everything that you are interested in. Apply for the trainings. I will approve all of them. <laughs> <laughs> don't worry about anything. We will make time for it. And I, I think that was like a key, uh, key step or key step starting point uh, mm-hmm. for me because I, I knew that it was okay for me to feel like this. I, I I didn't have to feel ashamed of it. I had the opportunity to work on myself and at the same time I knew that I, I had a safety net uh, because mm-hmm. I, I did have my manager's support. He um, he, he gave me the opportunity to, to create uh, this training plan for myself, so to say, but he was there to guide me if, if I felt like that. Okay, I have no sense of directions whatsoever. <laughs> oh, well, I think there's a few things in there for me that I think it takes a great deal of bravery and courage to actually say, I don't know what the next step is and I don't know what I should do to get to that point and I feel stuck. So it's really nice to hear that you had that support from your manager as well and um, to know that you were encouraged and that there was that direction that was given to you because I think it does put you in a bit of a vulnerable and scary place as an individual to think that I thought I was comfortable and I thought I was enjoying what I was doing and now the world is my oyster actually so it's really lovely to hear that your manager said you know what I'm going to approve everything and anything that you want to try and I think there's that's where your um curiosity and where your growth mindset comes into play because you obviously went into it thinking the world is my oyster. I can take a look at any of these trainings to just consider what my next step could be. So 
I know when we spoke previously as well, you've had a conversation with your sister. You've now obviously had a conversation with your manager if we're looking at that journey. Um, when taking a look at particular trainings or options, how did you identify kind of, these are the skills that I have at the moment. I might not know what job or role that I want to move into next, but these are some of the skills that I want to focus on um, to then help me move to the place that I want to be. Well, I took a look at um, the tasks that I was doing on a day-to-day basis, and that's how I, I try to like identify my, my current skills and what I'm good at and where, where I'm potentially failing. Um, but as I didn't know if I want to move into like more of a people management position or more into like a, a technical position or, or things like that, I I didn't have like a very clear idea mm. so i was like mm-hmm. okay then let, let's just get like really versatile skills that mm. could be used in so to say every role that i i would go to like no matter the type so uh i i started looking at um, trainings around like negotiation skills um conflict resolution i'm not good at handling conflict so that was a top priority for me uh time and task management critical thinking because i couldn't necessarily like i identify that okay these skills are needed for this specific role but it's like yeah no matter where i would go it's potentially good if i'm able to negotiate what i want Mm -hmm. or if i'm able to resolve the conflict and uh, time and task management is is a key thing i would say (laughs) so i guess um, there's a couple there's a i've got two questions for you there you're making me think of lots of things i want to ask you so the great thing that it seems like is you're actually afforded the time and the trust to go in after having that conversation with your manager to say, do you know what? I'm going to try whatever I want. My manager is going to approve me doing all of these trainings. And aside from what I'm doing in the day to day, I'm being afforded the opportunity to invest in myself to help set myself up for the future, which is absolutely amazing and brilliant. But um, the approach that you took there, as you said, you thought there was perhaps some of those softer skills, not necessarily technical things you were looking at. Have you always been quite um, open and willing to try new things and different things? Because it seems like there were some skills like conflict resolution that you thought, yeah, that's a bit of me because I don't find that particularly easy. But then there might have been other skills where you where you looked at them and you thought, I've never tried that before. Has it always been something in you that you've been quite curious and willing to try new things? I do have that mindset. And yes, I'm willing to to try things. But at the same time, I'm really scared of new <laughs> things as well. Uh, so because of it, actually, I, I also attended trainings on ch- change and how uh-huh. to handle change. Yeah. Um, and, and that is something that I like to point out that, yes, maybe you have come to uh, the realization that you want to make a shift in your career, but besides the, the skills that you, you want to develop and you want to focus on and you feel like are useful for the future, you actually need to like prepare yourself for mm. that shift in your career as well and just assess the the mental and emotional toll it might have on you and so like I just said I I am curious and I'm willing to try new things but I'm 
terrified of change. So that's why I uh, I attend the trainings on how to handle change, change and inner stability, mm. uh, how to create a meaningful career. So I, I took these aspects, or I had to take these uh, aspects into considerations as well, mm. because I I had to go through that journey to actually uh, decide that, okay, now I'm ready to make that change mm. in my career. Preparing for it is one thing, but actually making the decision to, to go for it and make that change and do something new, it's another thing. I absolutely love that though, because I think you're so right that you've got to feel the fear is essentially what you're saying. You could have gone on and done learning pathways, trainings. I know you're an avid user of LinkedIn Learning. You could have done this for another few years and you could have sat in that same events role that you were in but what you've actually identified there in it is oh my gosh this really scares me the thought of not knowing what's around the corner not knowing what to expect that really puts me out of my comfort zone but what's amazing to hear is you took that maybe 20% of fear or even less than that and thought I'm going to feed into that uncomfortable zone because that's where I'm going to grow and we all know that that's not an easy thing to do but again it shows that um that bravery I keep coming back to this I think it shows that you were like I'm willing and I'm committed to take this change for myself and I know I want to do that so I've got to face some of these things head on and equally you knew that you had the great support of your manager there as well to keep kind of encouraging you so um we're coming to the end of our conversation Leela and I've loved finding out about what were some of those skills you looked at what has the journey been like for you you're now in incident response so you were looking at your trainings you were doing your learning pathways as we draw into the end of our conversation just talk me through how you got to where you are today given that journey that we've spoken about so far Actually, some managers took a chance on me, and that's how I decided to take a chance on myself. Mm-hmm. So that's how I got into incident management, and then that's how I became a second-line engineer, and that's how I actually became a major incident manager as well. Is uh, I, I felt like that. Okay, if these people believe in me, then I got to, or I have to believe uh, in mm-hmm. myself and take a chance on, uh, on myself. And um, of, of course, within these roles, I, I, I got to learn new skills as well. So, so besides what I did individually, uh, of course, as an incident manager or second line engineer, I, I got to learn more of the technical uh, side of the things. And with a major incident management, I would say that uh, I, I get to utilize uh, more of the soft skills that I mm. Uh, I, I focused on, but at the same time, I still have a visibility on uh, the technical side of the house as well. So I I got to like a really balanced place. Yeah, it's the best of both worlds then. I think yes. also it um, it's that investment of time that you put into yourself that you're now reaping the rewards of, that it was taking that plunge, trying something new, perhaps an element of networking there as well to allow for those managers to, to, to take that chance on you. But you, I think what I can tell is that you knew you'd got to the point where you had the transferable skills, you've taken the time to develop yourself, to have the right conversations. So inevitably then, then that's when success was going to come because you'd been willing to put yourself out of your comfort zone and that's what I absolutely love about listening to you um we're gonna end our conversation as we always do um with my one the the one thing I always ask our guests which is 
what's your one top tip or, or piece of advice um, for colleagues listening to help them be their best? Because that's what we're all about here um, at Switched On and on the Switched On Spotlight. So, so what's that one top tip or bit of advice you've got? Stay curious. <laughs> I love that. It's simple, but it's true. And I think that's probably uh, the key thing I've taken from today's conversation that no matter what blockers you went through or perhaps fears that you might have had, you continued on that path and you were committed to yourself. That's the one thing that's really, really strong. So so stay curious is, is what we're going to be telling anyone that's listening to this podcast. But I've loved having this chat with you today, Leela, and I'm really, really grateful that you've joined us um, on this special edition of the Switched On Spotlights for Learning at Work. We, we're all about uh, this, this year talking about creating the future with this year's Learning at Work Week. And I think you definitely exemplify that with the journey that you've been on. So thank you very much for, for joining me. Thank you so much for having me. So many great practical tips in that conversation to take away and I am sure a great level of resonance to the burnout that Leela was feeling back in 2020. Personally, it was Leela's commitment and willingness to try something new that really stood out to me. Her unequivocal growth mindset was what really led her to a job that she now absolutely loves. Thank you for listening and I'll see you on the next one to talk about how we can create the future. 